to the Westminster Kids Digest podcast. Your hosts here are Remley and Faith, and we'll be having conversations about resources that point children to Christ. We're a project of WestminsterKids.com, a ministry of Westminster Theological Seminary. We're a team of parents, seminarians, and overall book lovers who are passionate about equipping the next generation with resources that point them to our Savior, Jesus. We do the work that we do because we believe that books play a profound role in the lives of children. So this show is where we're going to come together and discuss books that promote biblical faith, redemptive imagination, and Christ-like character formation. Welcome. We hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Westminster Kids Digest podcast. We're your hosts, Remley and Faith, and we're excited to have you join us for episode four. Today, we are having a very special guest with us on the podcast, Pierce Taylor Hibbs. Pierce is a husband, dad, and theologian who's the author of uh, 14 books and a regular contributor at the Westminster Magazine and our blog, westminsterkids.com. We are very excited to have lassoed him into joining us today. Welcome, Pierce. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and where they can find you online. Uh, great to, to be here. Thanks for, for lassoing me in. Yeah. Um, any, any excuse to talk about books and reading, really, uh, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I Yes, I am a husband to uh, Christina, who is homeschooling our three kids, um, Isaac is nine, Nora's seven, and Heidi's four. So we are at a super fun uh, stage of parenting with them. Um, mm-hmm. My passion, uh, in addition to, to reading to them, is uh, is writing. Um, so I used to teach writing at Westminster uh, Theological Seminary for years and have transitioned now to serve as a senior writer, uh, which means I get to spend a lot of time writing and reading books and uh, editing. So it's a, a nerd's dream. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love my, my job and I've also gotten to do some things for, uh, the kids site and reviewing some books and, and that, that's been, uh, super fun. So, um, yeah, that's where I am now. Um, have a, a super broad range of interests, but I won't unpack all of that. Um, it's just been really fun for me, uh, in the last maybe two years or so to dive into reading books, um, to our kids and, um, seeing the, the effects that that has had on, on us and our relationships. And yeah, that's all, all been part of the picture. Wow. It's very cool. So tell us a little bit about that though, the relationship aspect of the books. Yeah. Um, I think there's always something to, um, to be had for a shared experience between any group of people. Um, it's really special when that shared experience happens inside your family um, so sitting down, you know, with our kids and enjoying a really good, uh, often long story, um, is, is a, you know, kind of deep experience, um, where we're all kind of hooked in and enchanted with each other as we just, you know, find, find out what happens in the story. Um, so even in ways that we wouldn't uh, quite put our, our finger on, it's, uh, the act itself is, is drawing us closer together. Uh, because we're spending time um, with joint focus, uh, joint curiosity, joint uh, imagination. 
and uh, and then that allows us to have all sorts of fun uh, relationships uh, to real life. So I can't tell you how many times uh, Isaac has tried to point out some creature or person that he thinks looks like Gollum, um, <laughs> which is of course not appropriate to say out loud. But <laughs> if it's a person, right? But they they are good at making those associations mm. uh, without a filter. So right, right. it happens. It's true. I think um, for an anecdote to that is. Uh, my son likes to point out the animals that he thinks look like toothy cows. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, <laughs> but I'm glad you mentioned the, um, this, uh, the uh, mm, turn of phrase. It's a little bit of an enchantment, right? Uh, mm. It's, there seems to be this resurgence of um, a read aloud movement in the last couple of years. Um, and books like The Enchanted Hour or podcasts and blogs like The Read Aloud Revival and Sarah McKenzie seem to have stoked a lot of that flame. Um, so you did write a little bit at our blog about why reading aloud to your kids is important. Um, and you talk a bit about the um, the different ways that it's impactful um, because it conveys these values of communion, which we tapped on a little bit, uh, development and joy, uh, which mm-hmm. I think are all really great values to be instilling on our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so this might be a dumb question then following from what we just said, but, but are read alouds a good idea? Um, you know, what, what kinds of books make for the best read alouds then too, if they are a good idea? Hmm. Well, I, yeah, of course I would say read alouds are a great idea. Um, and I will say, uh, my, I have some very special memories of my father mm-hmm. reading Chronicles of Narnia to, to me and my older brother. Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't re- get to read aloud to us a lot. So, th- so it was very special to have those memories uh-huh. um, and, and retain them. And it wasn't that I, I've now carried with me every detail of those stories. You know, I, don't, I didn't remember everything that he was saying. I remember being with him uh-huh. in a room, you know, with a, with a golden light because we were getting ready for sleeping and um, just kind of both me and, and my older brother being kind of fixated, like staring off into space as we're just listening to his voice uh, lead us through a story. Um, so I think on a personal level, it, it can have a very deep impact on people. Um, and then, it, you know, in terms of uh, the other benefits, I'm, I, I know that there's there's some details we can get into that are a lot more technical than I'm probably able to, to unpack, but um, it does help kids to uh, focus and follow a story when you're doing all of the kind of language processing for them. Um, and, and we don't really think about how hard it is to do that um, because we do it so so naturally after reading for many years. But, you know, it's one thing to, you know, and as we're, as I'm watching our kids learn to read, you know, to piece together letters into words and sentences takes a whole lot of mental energy. Um, and, and it's almost like they, they have to do that work and then almost read the sentence a second time to think like, okay, now I, I, I decoded it, I said it, but I have to make sure I remember where it's going. Um, and as parents, when we get to read t- to our kids, we get to kind of serve them in that way. We're doing that decoding work with the language and freeing up their 
their imagination just to to go where it wants to go. Um, so it's a fun way to serve kids. Um, and, you know, selfishly, I would say I like to listen to the story as much as they do. So it, it's, <laughs> mm. it's fun for us as well. Mm. I really like what you said about serving your kids. That's a helpful way to think about it. Because as mm. we come into this conversation, um, I read a lot to my kids when they were younger um, or now to the kid slash and a half because my <laughs> second to last kid is learning to read on his own and I kind of just send him off on his own sometimes. So I read them a lot more to them before they, you know, um, could read on their own because reading aloud is tiring. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like, I want to drink some, and I don't know about your kids, but it's like, they never, like, it never stopped more. They always want more, you know, yeah. so it's like more books. Can I have another book? Can you read another book? Or can you yeah. keep reading? And so it's like, uh, but uh, it's not fun for me sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. But to think about it as a way to serve them, that's a helpful way for me to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's definitely like that hour following lunch. You know, if I, if I ever happen to be able to take a break from work, mm. Um, and that, and that time and read to our four-year-old, um, she does really want to read the same book six times. So, (laughs) and that's like, that's when, that's like when my mind is starting to crash a little bit, uh, in midday. So I can't tell you how many times I've, I've really drifted off to sleep as I'm trying Uh to read the book. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, how can you say, uh, no to an excited kid who just wants you to read, Hmm again and again. And I think a while ago, I realized when I was frustrated with, with reading a book that I didn't really like, you know, seven or eight times to her, <laughs> I thought it, it, it would be very easy to make this about myself and just say, uh, I read this enough. I really don't want to read it anymore. I've served you <laughs> now. I'm <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the, in the moment, I think, or afterwards, I think, um, yeah, it's not about me. Um, it is about serving my my child, but we're all human, and we all get tired. And uh, if I can, if I can, you know, encourage my daughter, for example, to pick a few books in, that we can read instead of just one, <laughs> that that helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is it is a fun way. You know, we don't talk, typically think of it as serving. Um, but I, th- I think that is what it, what it's doing. It's a helpful way of thinking about it. It's like the sweetest moments that I can recall from my kids' first years, you know, are ones where they're gathered on the lap of myself or my husband and we're reading and it became a fun uh, project to like pick as a family what the next book is that we do you know so we did i think maybe even younger than is recommended uh introduce them to the hobbit uh and that was a lot of fun uh partially to watch my own husband try to do the voices right (laughs) and to sing the songs yeah you don't Um, (laughs) you don't realize how many how many songs are in there and you think wow i I can't even think up enough melodies to do these in different ways. Right. Yep. Yep. So we did that one. Um, we also did the Phantom Toll Booth. That was fun. Um, and then uh, we've done some longer form. We've done some shorter form uh, books that we carry, um, kind of like what we talked about last week um, with the 
the Good News for Little Hearts series. Hmm. Um, but we also tend, like now that the kids are getting a little older, sometimes pick out ones that uh, really they're excited about. So we've been reading the Wayside Story, Wayside School books with them. Hmm. Um, and also the, because uh, that one's got a lot of fun stuff to it. Um, but going back to your statement about um, how it's serving your kids in some ways uh, to help them develop and connect the dots for things. Um, think about how some books, some poems, some things are meant to be read, al read aloud. And if you aren't reading them out loud, you're not getting what's mm. going on. So it's kind of like when you're doing, when you're reading any of like Shakespeare's plays, um, thinking about how, uh, I was able to introduce my kids to Lewis Carroll and um, like the ridiculousness of mm. Alice through the looking glass and um, read to them the, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the Jabberwocky. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just, that's, that's a piece that's complete nonsense, but when it's read out loud the right way, then you can see the story in your head. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a gift in many ways that, we could give our kids is um, that element of that tradition. Yeah. So. Yeah. Roll, I, I think in that vein too, there's, there's been some roll doll um, books mm. that we've read that yeah. are really, you know, they're off the wall when you try to think about them rationally, they're so out there. Right. Um, but when you're reading them out loud, you, you kind of feel like, I think this was meant to be read out loud um, the, with the way that it sounds and the images that it, that it, gives to people when they hear the voices. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I think it is a, a big service. I think on a deeper level, I was, I was thinking this morning about how, um, reading to them and when I'm reading to my kids, I'm as, as much caught up in the story as they are. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not really, um, doing a lot of analysis. I'm, I'm just trying to follow it and thinking about it, um, as, as I'm reading and enjoying it. And I think for those moments when we're reading aloud, we are very aware that we're caught up in something else. Mm. Like we're choosing to read, but at the same time, the story is bringing us with it in, in a way that we might not have, have chosen. You know, it's taking us to new places we didn't predict. Things happen that we might not want to happen um, or things we just never imagined happening. And I really do think that has a, a kind of neat uh, association with how life is lived in the sense that, um, you know, a, a theologian I was reading recently said, you know, we, we kind of doubly think that we, we live our lives and we undergo our lives at the same time. So we're active, we're all, all going out there doing things, but then at the same time, we're not in control. And so the story is happening, uh, you know, story of life is happening and bringing us with it. Um, and I just find that when I'm reading with my kids, I'm reminded of, you know, that, um, that sense that your, your life is already a story. You're active in it. Um, but by God's grace, he's the one telling the story and taking you to places that you didn't imagine. And sometimes places you didn't want to go. Um, and that's helpful to realize that double truth. Like I'm active, I'm, I'm involved, I'm participating. And yet I'm caught up in something that's much bigger than I am. Yes. I, you know, as you're talking about just the benefit that it is for you and I guess for us as parents as we read out loud. You know, C.S. Lewis, <clears throat> I think I don't know the exact quote. I think he said something like a good story 
a children's story that can only be enjoyed by children isn't like a good story or mm, like yeah. a book that's worth reading when you're 10 or when you're 10 is not equally worth reading when you're 50. And so mm. um, that's what the best stories do, right? We've talked about, me and Remley have talked about why we, Lord of the Rings is so incredible for mm. our, our personal and spiritual formation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any books, Pierce, that you have experience that way like maybe love for your kids but also for you um Mm. in your formation yeah i think um you know chronicles of narnia is a classic for a reason um it's it's a beautiful story and it's it's a beautiful story to read out loud um i i noticed uh, i think i've told told you this before but when i when i finished I read Lord. I read Chronicles of Narnia to our son when he was only four, and I was thinking he's not even going to process. And I was amazed at how much he retained. Um, but when we finished that, it wasn't long after that that we jumped into Lord of the Rings, and it was very hard for me to switch from C.S. Lewis's prose to Tolkien's. And it wasn't that one was better than the other. It was just that Tolkien was harder to read um, out loud, and it, and it was a little bit different. So I think, you know. On the, on the level of enjoyment and formation, uh, I've only had a chance to read Lord of the Rings to our oldest, you know, um, and, and, but they've, but our oldest and youngest have, have all gotten to hear Narnia, you know, out loud. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, that's been more accessible and formative. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll pull associations from that in daily life. You know, someone's complaining or something. Say, don't don't be a Eustace, you know, something like that. Oh, poor Eustace. You know? oh, yeah. Eustace is great though. He goes through such a change. That's he a, does. That's what I love about I love about characters. I I I tend to gravitate toward the characters that you love right at the beginning, mm. and then like halfway through the story, I'm like, wait a second, look at this really you know shallow or weak character that's come through mm. this amazing growth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that's really, really fun to watch anyway. Um, so yeah, Narnia has been a big one for, for our family, Lord of the Rings. I loved, um, and, and the Hobbit I did with, with my oldest, I will say that one, one of the things that really struck me with reading Tolkien was how much detail he gives to geography and the way the land looks. And that was like pages, you know, you just get of, of the oh, topography yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of um, track with all of it, but it was just a very different from a story where you get intense action, like all the time mm. um, versus in, in Tolkien, you just have places where he's now he's going to take four paragraphs and <laughs> explain how the land looks, uh, you know, and, and yeah, so that was just a different experience for, for us, but both stories, Narnia and, and Lord of the Rings, brought out uh, you know intense, um, sometimes discussions about the nature of evil and and how people respond to it, um, the sense of, of fairness or justice, um, sacrificial love. You know, was a, a big concept that mm-hmm. comes out of it. Um, very easy to carry those things right into daily life um, and, and make references to them. I would say for, I know for me personally, since we finished Narnia, the biggest series that I've been enthusiastic about has been Wing Feather Saga. Um, so that was, that was one that we, we read all four of the books and then they have like a Wing Feather Tales book. That's like a, mm-hmm. a number of two. We just finished that one. Um, 
what what an amazing story, especially the final one in the mm. Wing Feather Tales. Um, amazing stories, but lots of chances to talk about evil, to talk about identity, um, to talk about Christian character and how that's a really slow process, which I think kids really need to hear. Because we, we tend to look at people, we still do it now as adults. You know, you look at someone that's like 20 or 30 years older than you. And you're like, why am I not like that person? Why am I not mature and calm and peace-minded and, hmm. um, you know, faithful and, and trusting? Um, and you forget that there's this natural long process hmm. of developing. Um, and you get to see that with with characters like Janner in, in the Wingfeather Saga, where he's he gets to move from being very easily irritated um, to, you know, to being self-sacrificing. And that mm-hmm. takes a long time. That takes hundreds of pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I, think, uh, I think it's been helpful to, to bring that continually, you know, into our kids' lives that, you, you know, you, you are developing and it's going to take time and it's going to take lots of mistakes and here's how this is related to the grace of God. And here's how this is related to, to who you are and who you're turning into. Um, so that, that I would say those, those three series, I guess, Narnia, Lord of the Rings, Wing Feather Saga have been especially dear to us. Yeah. So from what I'm hearing, it's like, there's that shared um, memory of reading together. That's precious, but also you get this shared language Mm-hmm. sharing and stories together you have this language to talk about things like what you said complaining or sanctification and growth or yeah mm-hmm. whatever you know uh what what change how people change over over time and how god works in us over time and so it feels like there's all these precious conversations that you're given um uh, a chance to step into from stories and that I could see being really precious because sometimes, you know, there isn't that much to talk about. I mean, there is <laughs> always things to talk about mm-hmm, with your kids, yeah. but it's like hard because mm-hmm. it's like, what'd you do today? How was school? And you're like, good, mm-hmm. great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's just a routine, but then being able to connect um, uh, and then in that to those stories and in that way, connect to larger truths seems like, uh, something you've been able to do through those read alouds. I think it, yeah, there's been an element um, of getting into stories with kids is in a sense, traveling with them. And we love to take little trips with our kids to different places, but there's a sense in which reading a book is its own kind of travel and you're, you're seeing a story or, or interpreting life from somebody else's perspective. And that is a really important shared experience that I value. And this, this year I've started asking different people in my life. I started with my wife and said, what's your favorite book? Like Mm. of all time, favorite book. And then she told me what it was. And I said, okay, I'm going to read it so that we can be, we can share that, you know, that journey Mm. together. Um, And it's, it is a, uh, I found it's a profound way to get into a very close place to people, um, you know, emotionally or spiritually that you, you take the same journey that they valued so much. Um, and you can do that with your kids through, through read alouds in a much more efficient way. Cause you're all doing it together. Um, and then you walk away thinking like, oh yeah, you know, uh, remember when this happened and, you know, in Anna Green Gables or when this, you know, mm-hmm. so you just get to rehearse, um, 
that experience together. Right. And the more you have to share with your kids, and I, our kids are young. I imagine as your kids get older, it becomes a little bit more difficult to share all the experiences with them. But um, the more experiences you can share with your kids, the um, the greater I think the the trust will be that they have in you as as a a person who's actually interested in them, yeah, um, and and in how they're being shaped. Yeah, yeah. I think so. We do. Uh, so my my oldest is eleven, um, and still do a nightly read aloud with them. Um, and but typically we keep it kind of separate from well we do keep it separate from our family devotional family worship time um so that like family read aloud time can be stuff that's a lot of fun or funny um pretty creative and for the last i want to say three months or so um my husband's reading to them uh from Aesop's fables mm. uh so that's one that you know it's meant to be read out loud it's it's an oral tradition piece right but then mm. at the same time that's provided a really great window into discussing how it connects particularly to biblical proverbs mm. um and principles and teasing out um like where you can see that reflection of truth in those mm. tales, um, in those lessons, but then also where you have an opportunity to discuss where they get it wrong um, mm -hmm. and where the gospel speaks contra to mm. that kind of worldly wisdom. And we're using it a little bit as a training ground um, mm. for this is these these are things stories virtues that the world's going to prop up. Mm. They have for generations <laughs> propped these up, um, but this is how. God talks about those things. Um, but it's always done because it's Aesop's fables. It's done with some really fun, creative animal stories that the kids mm -hmm. connect to really well. Um, but I see it crop up in st stories where we'll sit around the dinner table. They'll be re reflecting on their day and talking about a conflict or a conversation that they had at school. And then um, it gives us an opportunity to say, well, it's kind of like that story that we were reading the other night about the eagle and this, and then I'll then further on connecting it to the biblical lesson that we had. So it's, mm. I think mm. it's really great windows to have those, like you said, travel on a journey with your kids. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of material out there to, to do that with. Yes. I love that. Uh, I, lo I love getting into series. And I've heard people say that years, like before I became a parent, they would talk about, oh yeah, I'm excited to read a series with my kid. Uh, and I always think like, what's this big thing about reading a series? Like, but now I'm like caught up in it too. Now that like, we have like the four book uh, Green Ember series on our table. And I'm like, I cannot wait to read that and just live in rabbit world for yeah. months. <laughs> Faith's <know>. been there. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're like pumped about that. And it's like, we'll read my, you know, my son's the same way. We'll read sometimes independent, you know, standing books, mm -hmm. but then it's like, Oh, we can't, we get to start a series. This is going to be so much fun. Mm -hmm. yeah, you get to enter a world. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And I think that's the fact that our kids love to read <laughs> mm -hmm. and love books. Um, that is like as much as it could be like, oh, why do you want me to read to you again? 
um, that's like a great problem to have, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and like you said, one way to serve them, if one way to take away the barrier of if you know reading can be hard sometimes, um, mm-hmm. the act of reading, and and if you get to take away that barrier, so it's not like I hate books because it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that that really helps them too. And I also really like what you said, Emily, um, in terms of giving them practice for situations that they are not yet in, but will find themselves in one day. And books and stories get to do that in a way sometimes that's less heavy handed. Hmm. And then just saying like, if your friends tell you to do this, remember to do this, you know, Um, not that that's not important, but um, in a way that's like organic and, and feels more inviting, I think, than didactic, which didactic, teaching is necessary at times too but um i love the way that stories form us differently Hmm. Um, Hmm. uh, so one thing that we are excited um about at westminster kids is uh, christian book month you might not have heard about it before and that's because it's an initiative that's launching this year um it's the brainchild of Corey johnson from good book mom um, the Good Book Mom, it's a website that reviews Christian kids' books, which is right up our 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 lane, our alley here. Um, and uh, we're excited about it. We're excited about the um, thoughts, the twofold thought behind it, which is first to encourage Christians to take the month of April to read books by Christian authors. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast or familiar with Westminster Kids or WTS Books, you're likely to already be doing this part. And the second goal um, is to encourage Christians to be present in their public libraries. So encouraging Christians to check out books from the library that they want to continue to stay on the sh- see, stay on the shelves, um, especially Christian books, and even requesting solid titles um, from their libraries. I don't know if you guys knew that you could do this, but a lot of libraries have this, or most libraries, I think, they have them. A way that you can say, "Hey, I, there's this book that I'm interested that I'm interested in seeing our library carry, or that I'm interested in reading," and you can request it. And so, um, some of the titles that we mentioned in our read aloud segment might be great for for that. If um, some of our listeners are thinking, "What books can I read?" or "What books might I request for my library?" But uh, Remley Pierce, are there other books you'd recommend folks pick up this month or suggest to their local libraries? Hmm. Uh, well, I think uh, we're still uh, early, fairly early on in reading some of the, you know, there's so many classics already to start with. Um, but uh, yeah, Wing Feather Saga, if your library doesn't have that, I would definitely request that. Um, really great series. And that's by? That's by Andrew Peterson. Um, and then as a bonus, you can kind of, you know, cajole your kids into it by telling them that there's also a TV series now that goes along with it, Um, which you can, you know, you can quietly hold off that comment until the end (laughs) of book four, if you want. But, um, but that, that has been really fun for our two kids that have have read um, the series is kind of saying like, Hey, look, somebody tried to bring this to life. Um, And so it's, it's fun for them to see that. So, yeah, Wingfeather Saga uh, is is one that I really recommend. Um, but the other the other ones I would recommend, I, w- I would imagine most libraries would have, like uh, Narnia uh, or Lord of the Rings. Um, I would be very sad if a library didn't carry that. Mm-hmm. 
but there might be somewhat, you know, some library out there that doesn't. Um, so those are, those are ones I would recommend. Um, Controversial question, Pierce. Mm. Um, publishing order or current, current order mm. in the box sets mm. for C.S. Lewis? Mm. So that is Chronicles a tough of one. Narnia. Oh. So I, I first read them in the publishing in, in, I, I read them in the order in which he wrote them. Yes. Okay. Um, so that, that was my experience. Um, and I, my, I love uh, magician, uh, magician's nephew. That's, that's probably my favorite or one of my favorites from the series. So, um, but I'm pretty sure that when my father read the books to me, they, they weren't in that order. They were in, you know, the, um, the published order that you typically okay. see. So I think I've experienced both. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a person who, who, who um, finds security and joy in uh, the, you know, the chronological layout of <laughs> here's, here's what happened in the creation story and then it goes. Right. So I, I like I it that see. way. But, uh, mm-hmm. but as long as they're, you know, as long as people read them. Yes, yes. I'm of not course, too. That's the point. Yeah. Got it. Um, sorry, I derailed that question there. But <laughs> C.S. Lewis, Chronicles of Narnia, mm-hmm. um, and Wing Feathers Saga, definitely second mm-hmm. that. And um, how about you, Remley? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I would definitely recommend that if they don't already have it, um, to get. Pilgrim's Progress or one of the Mm -hmm. derivatives of Pilgrim's Progress. Um, I think most libraries would be happy to carry that partially, I mean, just because of the historic value that's there. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. additionally, I think books like um, Catherine Butler's Dreamkeeper Saga are good. Mm -hmm. Um, That's uh, on our reading list. We haven't gotten there yet. Ooh, yeah, Faith can tell you about that one too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. We're very, very excitedly anticipating the third book. It'll be releasing soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, yeah, some picture. I, I think too, any picture books that your family enjoys reading are great uh, to recommend. Um, I found that our own local library, um, we have an interlibrary loan system because we're very rural. Um mm-hmm. But they're more than happy to bring in um, mm-hmm. anything that we request. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been, uh, yeah, a blessing and a privilege to be a part of that. Hmm. Interlibrary loan's great. I know it's a really nerdy mm-hmm. thing to say, but I used that like so much as a student. Um, mm-hmm. I loved it. It feels like one of those older things that's going to disappear very soon like when mm-hmm. <laughs> libraries have easy access to things digitally. Um, but it's such a fun, um, you know, older act of service. Someone can get a book for you in the mail and, uh, just because you asked them. It's, yep. it's such a nice thing. <laughs> yes. Support your local libraries. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, because they do faith? amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this is a series that I haven't been able to find in my local libraries, which is why it would be one that I think. I would think about recommending, um, which is the series that Pierce is about to start with his family, mm. the Green Ember series mm. by S.D. Smith. Mm. Um, Green Ember series, Wing Feather Saga, the, they are basically, I think S.D. Smith has um, uh, described uh, the Green Ember and 
the other books after that as like uh, tales with like old souls. So mm. kind of like new stories with the soul of Tolkien and, mm. and in the vein of Lewis. Huh. And they definitely are that. Um, and because it's so well written, it is a book that is, it is a series um, that is engaging and beneficial rabbits with swords that go on this epic um, mm. that are part of this epic journey slash battle mm. um, and it's like fun for kids but also there's just some deep truths like after I read it I told the rest of the bookstore team I was like I have never cried at the reading the end of Ezekiel before but after reading um, Green Ember at the same time that I was going through personally Ezekiel um that the vision of like a, a new kingdom i mm. like i cried at the end of it and i think it's because my heart was formed for like a king and mm-hmm. for kingdom through mm. that book mm. um but not just for me for for our kids too actually um with wing feather and with green ember as well as dream keep dream keeper saga my mm. oldest daughter read all those first and was on where she was on me to read them and <laughs> eventually on my husband um too so she loved them as well <laughs> and mm-hmm. so i think that would be a recommendation that i would have for what we might want to recommend from uh our libraries or my family might want to do that that's great i can't wait to i can't wait to cry when i read ezekiel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah (laughs) can't promise the same experience but um but yeah i was i was i was Mm. just as shocked as Mm. as as you are (laughs) that that happened to me (laughs) well it's been a really great time having you here pierce today um on the show and uh it's been a really great i think where are we on episode four um, and I just wanted to mention, like um, last time, you can, any listener here can get free USPS shipping on your order at WestminsterKids.com. So if there's any books that we've mentioned um, that uh, seem interesting to you and you want to pick up, you can use uh, this uh, code for free shipping on your order. And that code is WTS Kids Pod. So WTS Kids, K I D S P O D Pod at checkout. Um, also, all of our show notes and links will be available online at our blog, westminsterkids.com backslash blog after this goes live. Um, so if we, as often happens get the titles wrong or you want to go take a look at some more information uh you can just swing by our blog and check those show notes show notes um so yeah as mentioned before thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of the westminster kids digest we are very honored that you stopped by Um, we hope that you will join us next time and don't forget to rate us on apple podcasts so that other people can find us in the meantime feel free to connect with us on instagram uh our handle is at wts kids and we are active there Uh, please reach out let us know what you think and we will catch you next time bye